High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, method actors, softball players, cheerleaders, and football captains. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to the diner girl today. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, of course, school is still in session. Your homework besides trying to get John Cusack to unblock us, no luck there, was to watch a Cinderella story. Now, I have to admit something. I think listening back on this episode, I was a little too harsh on the film. Of course it's not the greatest film in the world, but I was just coming off The Breakfast Club and, you know, it's The Breakfast Club. By the way, if you haven't heard those episodes, it was a two-parter, go back and listen to those. Shame on you if you haven't. But I've heard from some people since I've done this episode who love this film, and I'm like, oh my god, really? Wow, I was surprised. And I've also heard from some people who don't like it, so I guess that's fair. And I've seen worse films since then. I feel kind of bad. Like, I've seen a lot worse films since then. So, well, our guest Jenny O'Connell, she wasn't a big fan either, so I don't know. Well, that's the bell, and how about I don't ruin this episode for you? You guys saw the film, you be the judge. So, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. And to help us start the party is the star of Cinderella Story, none other than Hilary Duff, and her sister Haley, by the way, with Our Lips Are Sealed. Class dismissed. So I get. I feel like I wasted a potential opportunity, but there's so many other great 
teen in high school Halloween films. That, True, that are, are more overt in their spirit. Yes, I'm not sure that a Cinderella story would fit the Halloween theme, but whatever. I mean, there's no proper time for a Cinderella story. It's always a good time for a fairy tale, I suppose. Really? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jenny, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. You know, just keeping busy keeping it real with the starving artist lifestyle you know so i mean you've been on the podcast before you were on the episode for get over it that was that was a fun one that was surprisingly not as bad as we thought it would be maybe maybe cinderella story will surprise us today too maybe it will or maybe it won't i guess we'll just have to find out so since you've been on before do you remember how to introduce yourself hell yeah i do great Slumber party tradition. Yeah. So, hey, my name is Jenny O'Connell. I'm from the class of 2008, and I'm putting on a voice to disguise my old bitter sea hag voice, because clearly I'm old as fuck. And I'm from Hingham, and our town was the harborman, but really... I feel like I probably would have made it the semen and just <laughs> really up to the the Quirios and them Cheerios. That's really one I remember, the Harbor Men, because it's yeah. very, very <laughs> unique and awesome. It is. I, I props to them, but <laughs> I'm still not a sports ball fan. So, again, welcome to this podcast. Welcome to the Slumber Party. I don't think I asked it the last time you were on. I'm not sure. Maybe I did, but this is something that I've been asking recently. You're at the Slumber Party. What sleeping bag are you bringing? Ooh, ooh. I would want something really whimsical. Like, maybe, like, one of those, like, sleeping bags that looks like a shark is eating you. Like, that would be... (laughs) I'd say that would be my pick. You know, shark, a dinosaur, maybe a pineapple, you know? Oh, yeah, I could see a pineapple sleeping bag. Like, that's uh, the pineapple, the international sign of welcome. Yep, and Spongebob, and... You can never go wrong with the pineapple motif. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fruit. I say that now. and <laughs> There's going to be like a serial killer with a pineapple motif. And it's going to ruin everything. <laughs> it's going to ruin everything. Uh. So this film, A Cinderella Story, uh, from 2004. So I guess your freshman year? Yeah, my freshman year of high school. This also came out when I was in high school. I did not see it when I was in high school, did you? I did not, no. I was very, I wasn't anti-Hillary Duff, but as a super cool kid who went to Hot Topic and wore all black, I was like, ew, gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna go watch Buffy. (laughs) You mentioned Hillary Duff, and this is at least at the time, I thought so, and even watching it now, it's such a like a Hilary Duff vehicle. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with Hilary Duff. I wasn't I like don't a either. big like Lizzie McGuire person. I mean, I popped in from yeah. time to time. Definitely saw the Lizzie McGuire movie, which is mm. something we'll go do on this podcast. But I wasn't a huge Hilary Duff fan per se, but I never, I remember being like, if one of these people has to win, Mm. you know, whoever was popular at the time, I don't know. I want to say it was like Hillary versus Lindsay, because Mean Girls came out like... Yeah, that's fair, but they lived, oh, I don't know, but it seems like they lived completely different Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I would argue that one is a lot better off than the other one. I don't know. Who? (laughs) 
I mean, obviously Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> no, I mean, I, no, I no. I mean, for real though, probably Hillary Duff is like doing pretty good for herself. Is she? I, mean, I think. Well, she's on that show Younger. Yeah, where it's Sutton like Foster. she's got a a show. Like that's good. It's funny because I looked up Hillary Duff's age while watching this, and like her and I are like born a month apart. Oh whoa! But that's so crazy. It's weird because she's like I don't. I shouldn't say it's weird. I guess that's weird for me because I, I haven't accepted my life of responsibility of being. <laughs> a father but she's like a mom so oh, like i always see weird. moms as yeah. like older than me but maybe yeah. not you know <laughs> yeah no that that is very strange to process i mean good for her i guess just like wow what? that show younger is in five on five seasons oh whoa what so channel is that on is it lifetime or? tv land tv land i remember when tv land was just like let's play reruns of cheers and Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Now they have shows like this. Mm. Yeah, I, I've never watched any of that show. No, I haven't either. I mean, I've always liked Sutton Foster. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. remember she was like I, I'd Brett's say girlfriend. She's, and she's in the Concords. Hillary Duff category for me, where it's like, I don't dislike. I'm not like number one fan, but <laughs> you know, it's like they both seem like nice and cute and inoffensive, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, you that know? that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna just be like, yeah, Team Hillary, but I think I think I might jump know. on Team Hillary. I don't know. It just seems like I mean, she's had a fun life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna like shit on Team Hillary. I'll <laughs> I'll jump on Team Hillary if someone's being a douchebag to her. Because I think a lot of my my notes for this movie was about like protecting Hillary <laughs> and being like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this world? <laughs> This film, obviously, a Cinderella story, doesn't really beat around the bush with the title. It's just supposed to be like a modern telling I of mean, Cinderella. But Brian, what are you talking about? It's so subtle. It starts <laughs> off with that snow globe reveal where you're like, is it a castle? Oh my god, it's a snow globe. And then, you know, the like Cinderella's just immediately right off the bat where I really question like... I don't know, because she, she hung on to that story for a long time, and I feel like fairy tales aren't really meant to, like, take you through high school. I mean, look, I, and for this podcast, I don't mind it. I like to see it. Yeah. It's just a little... It's so funny how grounded this film is. Yeah. Like, anything that usually has a fairy tale element has some kind of magic realism or mm. fantasy the yeah. one like fantasy sequence i could think of is just like the baseball turns into her stepmother's right well, not oh, really but it's in yeah her mind, yeah <laughs> that i mean i guess i forgot about that <laughs> but it's so like it's so grounded in reality that certain um tropes and certain beats i should say of the the true cinderella story yeah like are glossed over or changed so much to be uh, like 2004 teenage girl you know? yeah <laughs> so that it kind of makes this story a little bit like unremarkable yeah <laughs> yeah it definitely like the whole like drought motif where i'm like fuck you guys <laughs> because like not how nature works, you know. I'm sorry, but Hillary Duff's impassioned speech is not going to make the sky cry well, after, I, look, okay, like... so that's the other part of fantasy, You know, right? yeah, that was, like... But, so it's, like, I get it, you know. I get what they're doing. But, like, California does have droughts. It does. I just 
hate the heavy-handed, you know, <laughs> that that where I'm just like, oh, really, guys? <laughs> of all films that I ha- have done on the podcast so far, this film feels like the least one that needs me to read the back of the DVD cover. Yeah. I will because it's a tradition, but yes. you guys, if you haven't seen a Cinderella story, well, one, you didn't do your homework. Mm. But if you did not do your homework, you can pretty much guess how this movie goes. But for the first time, let me read the back of this DVD cover. Wow, this is funny. (laughs) Substitute a cell phone for a glass slipper, a convertible for a two-door pumpkin, and an L.A. suburb for a kingdom far, far away. And what do you get? A happy, happily ever laughter twist on the Cinderella tale. That's why, well, that was a tough one. (laughs) Sam, Hilary Duff, scrubs floors at a diner copes with her wicked stepmother and stepsisters, and dreams of going to Princeton, the perfect spot for a would-be princess to find her prince. But maybe she has a prince charming already, her anonymous email buddy, Chad Michaelbury, who arranges to meet her at the Halloween dance. Sam panics when the mystery man turns out to be the coolest guy on campus. Can he love a girl not part of the in-crowd? Can fairy tales come true? Only if Sam stands up for herself and turns her dreams into reality. So what do you think of that summary? <laughs> I mean, for just happily ever laughter. Is... <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's not inaccurate. No, it's hard to be inaccurate yeah, in this film. I mean, they, they really can't be like, this is a film that has Jennifer Coolidge. She's a treasure. Chad Michael Murray's the worst. Hillary Duff's in this. You know what you're getting into, bro. You know. So let's just dive into that gas since you're jumping in right away into it. Apparently. Yeah, Hillary yeah. Duff, obviously, people know. We talked about Younger. We talked about Lizzie McGuire. I think she had, I mean, she had some other, like, Hillary Duff-esque films. Yeah, she had Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I guess that's, I don't know. I feel like that's it. But at least, like, my, my knowledge of her is Cadet Kelly, Lizzie McGuire, this this is younger. like one of her most not you know i don't think this is not a disney film so yeah. it's, i guess her branching out yeah it still feels like it's a disney film oh of course yeah i mean it's cinderella story yeah but you know how like i'm like amanda Bynes is another person oh yeah time. yeah she had like there's like a couple amanda Bynes films like the she's the man or what mm. a girl wants yeah you know, like i can't think of too many of those hillary duff ones but i feel like there are definitely more oh yeah definitely uh, you mentioned Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, she's a treasure. Yes, definitely a treasure. So fans of High School Slumber Party will remember her as Stifler's mom in American Pie. Aged 18 years. The way I like it. But she's in Legally Blonde. Best in show. Best in show. Oh, the Christopher Guest stuff. Yeah. She's just like awesome I mean. she is she's really she's got such a, a sharp comedic timing i'm like yes and her oh, facial yeah, expressions sure. like she just it, oh my god she kills me great casting with, yeah with uh jennifer coolidge i might argue great casting all around but because because yeah. hear me out so next person you've already expressed you're not a fan chad michael murray yep he had a show on the WP, what was it? One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, yes. Want 
One Tree Hill. That's what he was famous from. Apparently, he has a show now. Did you know that he's actually become an acclaimed author? What? Yes. <laughs> it what? Well, actually, I can't be surprised by anything in the world anymore. <laughs> but I want to know, like, what books and just who was responsible yeah for apparently this he is a bestseller that's what i looked up i'll have to look up the title but so he was also in freaky friday another film we'll do on high school slumber party and he got to work with Lindsay lohan so he's worked with lohan he's worked with duff i really wonder who he thinks is better something to ask him maybe he's also in the film house of wax and yeah. you expressed that you were <laughs> not a fan no i'm not a fan of chad michael murray i you know it's it's a film that makes me with really just miss Shane West where I'm like, <laughs> there's no spark or interest or anything. Like he just, just kind of there. And like, I mean, granted, you know, it's sort of a, it's not a great role, but at least with like Shane West, you could like see that he was like playing and there's like True. intelligence True. where like Chad Michael Murray is just there to be kind of like, eye candy so it's like great okay but i'm but gonna like make, i'm gonna make and this is probably improper coming from you i'm gonna make a feminist argument for chad michael murray oh interesting okay okay two wrongs don't make a right but how many movies do we see a like uh, a woman have to play a character like chad michael murray true and just be like the pretty girl who doesn't have yeah. many dimensions and like yeah. the, the main character's like love interest like Right. That was Chad Michael Murray here. And I I'm mean, not... I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but like... it's, not, it's not good. But it's, just, it's not good. It's just amazing that, but, that, like, that yeah. in this kind of movie, I don't want to say the script is flipped, but look at the real Cinderella story. Right. Was there really much of a dynamic? No. To, to I mean, Prince, Prince Charming, Charming right? was just kind of like a hot dude. His so... name is Prince Charming. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. even have a first name. <laughs> I, I, I mean, his last name's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> Because, like, I, I guess he doesn't get called Mr. a lot, but, like, Mr. Charming just sounds like you're being an asshole to someone. So, but, true. I mean, he's he's just there to be there. He's a pretty man, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. when you say Prince Charming, it's... Well, never mind. I just ruined it because I was, like... I was going to say Mrs. Beautiful. Yeah. But... Then I realized, like, Belle and Beauty and the Beast right. means beauty, oh, yeah. which is literally saying, like, the third and, like, line of the Angelina film. And, Angelina Jolie's name is just, like, she's fucking beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> which she is. Like, so, I guess... I mean, know. we can't live in... I guess, apparently, we can't live in a world where, like, teenage Angelina Jolie's in this <laughs> as Prince Charming, and it's super <laughs> gay, you know, but... That's okay. I'm not sure who wrote C Cinderella originally, but not very creative in your naming. No. But I have to no. talk about his name in this. So Hilary Duff is Sam, as we yeah. said. Jennifer Coolidge is the, the stepmom, the evil right. stepmother. She's not like Julia Roberts. Yeah, there's Regina and, King who's really pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, she's so pretty. But before we get to Regina King, because yeah. I do want to discuss that, Fiona is the name of the stepmom, but... Austin Ames is Chad Michael Murray's name. Mm. Such a porn star name. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> it's like porn star and like super white bro, so they did a great job. <laughs> so it I just means I just don't have to like him. I mean, I, I just called him poor man Shane West. <laughs> you know, like that's how I refer to him. So you mentioned uh, Regina King, who who's great. and Yeah. Her, she's Rhonda. The only thing I'll say about that is... Here we go again with this trope that, like, the one 
woman of color yeah. in the entire thing oh, is yeah. like the it's like that godmother trope it's yeah like the, the wisdom it's like trope. you know oh she's she's magical and her <laughs> life just revolves around making cute sweet white yeah, hillary but, duff happy but her her magic is sass you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, again so it is kind of compiling two stereotypes <laughs> into one yeah no it is it's true like oh man and, i mean I, I made a note she's like one of the only women of color that i noticed where it was like uh okay and like the diner had the dude with the fish obsession but that was it yeah paul rodriguez legendary yeah. comedian i'm glad there is a latino representative in yeah. Southern california yeah it was... uh, though though uh the bad girl shelby oh she, yeah she, she might be she might be and, yeah yeah and so i can't say that but right you know paul rodriguez i thought he did a good job but he was just a fried yeah. cook the one guy i liked her friend carter Oh, yeah, yeah. He he definitely started out, like, when it, he first came on screen, I was like, oh, my God, is this my town? Because it's, yeah. like, just totally, like, uncool white dude from a nice home trying to be black and trying to, like, drive their dad's nice car, because that's, like, full of my high school. Audition today, son? Yeah, uh, five o'clock, I Tell mom. Knock him dead. I'm going out to die. Dad! Now, do you see what I have to go to school in? No offense, Sam, serious. But honestly, don't you feel sorry for me? No, I feel sorry about the three cars we got you that you totaled. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Colonel, what are you wearing? What? This is my Snoop Dizzle look. I cannot drive you to school like that. Sam, I am a method actor, okay? This is part of my training. I know, I know, I know, but look at this. All right. Take two. Of just I, like I really thought that. Like he, yeah. he was gonna be that the entire I time. I thought he was too, I'm and like, then what? they they just pulled out the rope like the rope, wow. They pulled the rug from under you, at least with that of being like, Oh no, he's like baby Daniel Day Lewis, though I really referred to him as discount ducky. <laughs> so no. like <laughs> Because that's what I thought they were going so for, too. So, obviously, I've been watching a lot of these films, and so many tropes are repeating that. That one I kind of knew, but there's always, like, the friend yeah. um, who's uninterested in the lead. Or maybe he, he is sometimes, or she is sometimes. And it, it's weird. Yeah. But it's really, really, like, repeating itself. And you know what's another thing that's been repeating itself? What? Parents dying. Oh, yeah. Like, the mom dies or the dad dies. It yeah. Happens a lot. And sometimes it works out fine. And in Cinderella, it's something that happens in the right. story anyway. <laughs> so I'm not going to blame them for being tropey. Maybe yeah. other people take it from Cinderella. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, like, were leaning into the, the California thing, being like, he got killed by an earthquake, because <laughs> yeah. that happens in California. <laughs> I mean, it's... A Real, real it's thing. It's a real thing. I'm, I'm sorry kinda... to laugh at someone whose father probably died in an earthquake. I looked in it California. up, and you know, and like twenty something people died. In it. Yeah, but like, I don't know how appropriate that is because I guess you know we live in the East Coast. We don't yeah. really experience earthquakes. Yeah, but if the beginning of a silly movie started with like. Oh, and my dad died in 9-11 or something yeah. like that. You'd be like, what? Okay, right? <laughs> like, that's not really appropriate for a movie called The Cinderella yeah. Story. Now, look, I, I don't know anyone who was in the Northridge earthquake. If you, if one of you know has a story from that, feel free to share it. It just feels weird to use a real 
life mm-hmm. tragedy Agreed. in a film like this. Well, when... especially because it's with like Hilary Duff's yes. QC narration. Yes. I think she speaks like <laughs> at least five octaves higher than what I my natural voice is, and I can't I can't imitate it because it's like it's really high up, and that was terrible. <laughs> she always even from Back to the Lizzie McGuire always made like the ah sound like ah! she's like confused, yeah like, ah! like, you know yeah so it's like combining like that. You know, it's it's sort of like having a golden retriever tell you about nine eleven, and you're yeah, like, no, a little bit, yeah. What? <laughs> and I don't, yeah, I don't know. They could have killed that father anyway. Yeah. It that like the Northridge earthquake wasn't in Cinderella, so if right. true to the story that doesn't make sense. So they could have killed that father in any way. Any, and, yeah, and anyway. Kill him in an earthquake if you really want, and be like, right. remember, we're in California here. One of the many high school teen films that take place in the valley. I bet you, by the way, if I do like a chart whenever the end of this podcast run is, uh-huh. I would probably guarantee that most films take place in this this valley of Los Angeles yeah. that I haven't been in. Too, yeah, but... I've never been to L.A. before. But, yeah, I mean, like, because I got like, the Karate Kid. And, like, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> valley, the valley feels like, mm. I feel like I know that place right even I've never been there, yeah so. i mean i'm sure the movies help with that <laughs> of course yeah and i mean it, it's an iconic setting for these teen films so i mean I don't it's, know if the it's also has... like a an excuse to like get like 25 year old actors to wear skimpy clothing because <laughs> like if you set it in massachusetts in the winter it's like yeah you'll have some brave souls maybe coming out with their ugg boots and jean skirts true, true, but like yeah everyone's gonna be bundled up and like uh, or like minnesota or like you know yeah uh it's got its own like character i think a lot yeah. of tropes in other films that don't even take place there come from like the valley lifestyle i oh, love to have someone who grew up in the 80s or 90s oh, there to yeah. just like give me a little bit of insight on that would be cool but uh yeah earthquake i don't know yeah <laughs> earthquake kills your dad yeah and it just i don't we don't need to sit here really and explain right. Cinderella. <laughs> no, we don't. But you know, I, th- I, I mean, think people know. What goes I think on they that. know, but just like I would say, for me, like one of the joys, and by joys I also mean like terrors, was seeing the the fashion and also just getting that feeling that you know that the screenwriter is. Amy Poehler in Mean Girls, like, really trying to be the cool mom and just, like, trying to get with the high school slang of saying, like, peeps and spelling (laughs) out LOL and it's, like, being, like, laugh out loud. It's, like, oh, no. (laughs) Just so many hideous hats. Like, yes, yes. So many hideous hats. But, like, the LOL (laughs) and stuff like that, that was somewhat, not new, but kind of new then. Yeah. The amount of flip phones in this film. Oh, so many flip phones. <laughs> so many of them. I mean, I know they did the they replaced the the shoe with a flip phone. Where like I'd say <laughs> a major problem I had in the screenplay is everyone is dumb. Cuz like Chad Michael Murray so dumb. That's a terrible mask that she wears. Because it's, like, supposed to be, oh, they meet at Masquerade Halloween Ball. And, like, she's wearing this white wedding dress that Regina's just like, yeah, or, you know, take my wedding dress, wear it, girl, hey, like, sass. It's a terrible mask. It doesn't cover her face. It's not like a Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> you can see her eyes and be like, oh, yeah, okay, she has, like, you know, kind of, like, 
hazily eyes. Cool. Like, you can still see Hilary Duff's face, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, Chad Michael Murray... Really? <laughs> no, we'll, and we'll get to this party because I do want to break. Yeah, that down. we do need to break um, that down. It, but you're right. And the other thing there, and we'll get in, we'll get into it. But the other like really revealing thing there is she's hanging out with what's his name? Oh, Discount Ducky. Yeah, she's hanging out with him at the party in the mask. Yeah. But like they're always together. Yeah. So you can't put two and two together. Oh, the blonde girl that right? he's with, even. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean just spoilers for like multitude of reasons why this movie isn't for me and why i i know i'm not its target audience but like chad michael murray's character was such a douche because like there is the like random like 2004 homophobia like oh yeah that was funny and then like it I don't know, being like, ooh, girls can play sports? I'm like, yes, Chad Michael Murray, they can fucking play sports. <laughs> Let's set the tone, I guess. Yeah. They, basically, Hilary Duff, the father dies, and then he owns a diner. Yeah. And as soon as the father dies, the uh, Jennifer Coolidge character, along with her, her daughters, who I don't really blame, like, they're, you know, I, I didn't really hate them because yeah. like, he's really the mom pushing him in right. that direction. They changed the diner's name. Mm. Which I don't know why they would, but whatever. Fiona's, yeah. <laughs> and they basically force Hillary Duff to like clean the house and work like right. overtime shifts at the diner because she, her dream is to get into Princeton, and the only way Princeton can be paid for is if she like works off her debt, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that. There are so many economic things I could go into about this movie, about like <laughs> how they live in this really nice house from money that they made off of a diner, where I'm like, because it's like a mini mansion. Like, they act like that her attic room that she's like banished to the yeah. attic is like really shitty, and it has beautiful square footage and lighting, where I'm like, this is an amazing room. Like, I would have killed for that room, but. It's like, yeah, they have a crazy amount of money. Somehow she's the poor kid because she works at the diner. So, like, they, like, touch a little on classism, but not much because it's still, like, a really wealthy neighborhood. And, like, I mean, I will say with the the stepsisters are awful. Like, just fuck them. They're, like, fart joke, slapstick yes, no, characters. I don't care. Terribly. Yeah, they're just really thin. Thin writing. and But, like, Jennifer Coolidge, like... You know, she is a treasure, and she did a lot more with that that role than what, you know, is like, I don't know, what is expected, I guess. Because, like, she could have phoned that in, but she was like, you know, she was doing some, like, funny thing. I don't think you realize that I could fire me. Oh, please, go right ahead. Let's see how many customers you have left when you do. I am a very appealing person. Yeah, in your head. I'm a very appealing person. That woman can make a nun swear. Well, we said it with, uh, she's a Christopher Guest veteran. Yeah. And Christopher Guest films are funny, and I love them, but they're not necessarily, like, deep. No, yeah. So this is, like, she just kind of, to me, played this like a Christopher Guest role. Yeah. Which I think is a smart move, but I do think it's really interesting, like, the um, the critiques about 
femininity and superficiality that the film has. Wow, I'm making this way too deep. But like, <laughs> you know, they like make the diner pink and it's like Jennifer Coolidge like suddenly becomes, you know, like, you know, very like bimbo-y, like how we're used to seeing her, like wearing lots of pink, like pursing her lips and like, you know, um, like has the blonde, blonde hair and is like tanning and concerned about her diet. And it's like in this movie, I think there are like very legitimate critiques about superficiality. But at the same time, I think that a lot of them are kind of like they aim low and don't really address how like some superficiality is a defense mechanism against capitalism and like that struggle yeah it's it's like this weird equating um the superficiality of her mother who's kind of a terrible person with like hillary duff of like she's not like other girls she (laughs) plays sports (laughs) she you know has thoughts and doesn't can you know concern herself with her diet like the mean girl who is like very thinly written shelby you know or like whatever her name is but yeah i thought it was just very interesting the way that like the film you know, was trying to like paint itself as a a feminist picture, <laughs> but like didn't really do a great job with that because it's like, yeah, Hillary Duff like plays sports and she's a straight A student and is like tomboy in her like casual, you know, whatever, and like then gets girly but in a classy way. But it's like it's still very judgmental about femininity. Where I was like, that diner that they built, like I actually liked the Fiona diner better. Where I'm like, <laughs> come on, that like pink leopard decoration, you know some kids in Williamsburg would be like all over that. I, well, First of all, the f- fact that you found anything interesting in this movie, even if it is a negative criticism of it, is amazing. <laughs> this you. is 11% by the critics yeah. on Tomatoes. 53%, which is a lot better by the audience, but that's still not great. You know? No, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. But about the diner, I definitely agree with you there, because it kind of looked cooler as Fiona's. The menu sucked with all that salmon. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, that is something, you know, they, they pushed really hard, where I'm like, I get it, she's superficial, she's worried about her figure, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Other than that, though, the decor is better, because, no offense, but the dad's decor looks looked a lot like, like home goods stuff. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like definitely. But it, and... it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to me how, like, you know, traditional masculinity, like, easygoing, like, you know, oh, I want a girl who can, like, play sports and eat a burger, and it's like, yeah, that's great and all, but there are also, like, societal pressures that teenage girls especially are subject to, where I'm like, yeah, of course you guys are not, like focused on your diet chad michael murray because you're a straight white dude and everything's handed to you (laughs) so like you know that that was a an interesting critique or at least that i found like i feel like in 2004 especially compared to now like 2004 was not not really that woke like there were woke people there but you know that's no i would not call a cinderella story this is not a woke woke film (laughs) but i mean some people enjoyed it. It was actually yeah. made for a pretty cheap budget. Oh, man. It, what was It made budget? $50 million, oh. which, which that all depends on the budget, so I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. Oh, 
19 million dollars and this fact uh, this figure actually says it made 70 million dollars so that's not Damn. great but that's almost 100 million dollars yeah so. i mean it it just shows what a lack of creativity can get you <laughs> that's why we we need to kind of view these movies in the prism not that this is a great movie i'm not trying to defend it but in the prism of like what they are i don't think anyone who wrote this movie i don't think the director yeah. whose name's oh Mark no Rossman, totally not Rossman, he you know he directs movies like this you know yeah it's it's good for what it is like it has a coherent screenplay granted with some like pretty big flaws about you know technology and everyone being dumb and face blind but, but... i think it's like let's take advantage of hillary duff's popularity yeah let's make a little money and yeah this it's, is a really it's a great vehicle for easy her. thing to write like people think chad michael murray's hot let's yeah. do this yeah <laughs> so just uh back to the plot a little so that we can explain some of these things not that there's a lot of plot and again it's not a long movie which it's not yeah (laughs) yeah thankfully the crux of the whole matter really is that sam has a secret admirer Mm. and they email each other email technology you know (laughs) they're both interested in going to princeton and they both go to the same high school but they just never introduced right and it is kind of like a catfishing (laughs) catfish-esque situation because imagine it would be such a different movie if Chad Michael Murray was actually Danny DeVito and was like the surly gym teacher there who really wanted to drop out and go to Princeton. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that, like that would be a different, different film. Well, I <laughs> always think, and I keep being proven wrong, that it's going to be the friend yeah. who's. who's been put in that thing that again i know we don't agree with the friend zone right who's like ends up being the person writing the emails yeah not that that's a good story right but that feels like that's going to be the case yeah and that's formulaic but it's not as formulaic mm. as what it ends up happening right <laughs> you know it's like oh the hot guy who's the most popular guy in school is the person writing the yeah. letters so yeah it's, it's no... chad michael murray surprise <laughs> there's no twist we might as well get to the the prom thing here. But yeah. Really quickly, I keep forgetting to mention this though. The big thing is that the father doesn't have, didn't leave a will. Yeah. You know that's why she feels forced to do this. Mm. There is certain obligation to her stepmother. Right. Though I mean, again, I guess Hillary Duff is a a much better teen than I was because as much as like I did try to be like you know, ooh I'm so goth like I was a little cinnamon roll but. At the same time, I'm like, not even a little rebellion, Hillary? Like, nothing? You're in California. (laughs) Like, just so, like, I mean, again, it's a Cinderella story. So, like, they can't be like, you know, Cinderella smokes weed every day. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, she doesn't fight back at all. Yeah, Um, yeah. She fights back in her own way of hitting a baseball or (laughs) going to Princeton eventually. Yeah. By the way, one girl I actually really liked in this film, and God, I gotta find her name as an actor, but the girl who did the school announcements. Oh, yeah, Hot like Topic. Also, yeah, she was yeah that like was PJ. my nickname for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked her too. I mean, she was very, like, again, this it felt like a very, like, Disney movie to me. I'm not going in there expecting, like, yeah, this is gonna be Breaking Bad. It's gritty and real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, I mean, I would kind of 
now that I say it, love to hear the cast of Breaking Bad read the script. <laughs> so the the weird thing about this film, not weird, okay, but it's just, you mentioned like the homophobia. I wrote down a line. Um, it's the whole thing is Chad Michael Murray's character, Prince Charming, whatever, Austin Ames. Yes, yeah. I forgot the porn star name. Yeah. Austin, Austin Ames, Ames is like, let's meet in the middle of the dance floor at 11 o'clock. Yeah. At the the Halloween dance, which is to me kind of like, kind of silly. Right. It's like, you want to meet at the beginning of the dance so that yeah. you can spend the dance together or not. Right. You know? like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like while they're talking back and forth, they're like, oh, I can't wait to meet you who you are. You sound perfect. So he, it, he's like, oh, you know, I'm sure you'll be a pretty girl, something like that. Yeah. And she says, or guy. Mm. And he's like, I wrote it down. If you're a guy, I'll kick your butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was just like... <laughs> I mean, because if a man shows interest in yeah. my pretty face, mm. he needs to get beat up. Yeah, all, all those right, like... evil gays coming after my sweet heterosexual abs. <laughs> Which, oh my god, it, it's just so, so, like, yeah. that's something that, I'm not forgiving it, but I don't think gets into a movie now. No, I'm, I'm pretty happy to, like, see, honestly, that, like, a lot of homophobia has been very very watered down where it's like that line would not make it into a film or if it did you know that there would be people like circling that and just being like hey what the fuck is this which i appreciate like because there it's played for like laughs like yeah imagine like what a guy being sexually attracted to another guy? <laughs> uh. But yeah. now, I mean, we're just like completely rewriting this. Now, yeah. if theoretically, the catfish thing ends up being a guy. Like, I think the proper response for him would be like, oh, you know, I'm not really into guys, so I'd, I'd be disappointed. But, yeah. You know, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, because, exactly. You know, like a non-douchebag like, response. Yeah, I'd be like, a little hurt because you did lie to me. But, yeah. Like, you know, could be friends maybe right you seem to have similar interests like you know yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) instead of just right away being like i'll kick your butt (laughs) yeah so i was like i was really not a fan of just chad michael murray where again i get it i'm not i'm not the target audience like even in high school i wasn't the target audience i did not have a crush on chad michael murray (laughs) i did not give a shit about sports or like the guys who played them so it was you know i'm i'm an outlier we should mention surprise surprise he is the football captain so yeah yeah sports thing huh (laughs) the other element i think is funny about his character and i now that i looked him up after this i guess it's not as funny but i'm like oh my god like his dad wants him to go to usc and play sports but oh no what a jackass he wants to go to princeton like yeah. the best school in the country like oh mm. <laughs> right and, and to be a writer and play sports i'm like come on chad michael murray a writer but it turns out he actually grew up and yeah. became a writer so yeah. chad michael murray i apologize to you i don't apologize to you <laughs> <laughs> this was actually your life story apparently but yeah apparently like that's that's true yeah another thing i wrote just before we get to the dance is just like little things because i couldn't come up oh with yeah <laughs> carter the friend just flash forward he does end up with that like dj girl randomly yeah <laughs> so yeah. i'm happy where he ends up because he he does have a crush on one of the popular girls mm. and they're not great so they're not fuck them. But yeah you know worse 
Chad Michael Murray's friends. Oh, Chad Michael Murray's <laughs> friends were awful. <laughs> Them being like, Diner Girl. I'm like, yeah, that's not a creative nickname. So accurate. But like... Well, the, the, the whole premise of this is crazy. Yeah. Because they're like nervous to meet each other. And we're supposed to be like, oh, people from two different worlds. Right. But Hilary Duff is as pretty as any of those girls oh, that yeah. are in well, the that's, popular crowd. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, she's, like, super conventionally attractive. She's really cute. Like, I don't know anyone who would look at her and be like, what an ugly piece of shit. because <laughs> she works at a diner. Yeah. That her family owns. Right. Even, so even if you're, like, classist. Yeah. In this created society here, if you just don't like poor people, and that's your reasoning. Right. In, this diner must make so much money that they have, like, one of the nicest homes. Yeah, they do have one of the, the nicest homes. She doesn't like, know the dynamic. I mean, he doesn't yeah. know the dynamic at home, so it's right. so weird. He's like, this is a little odd. She works at the diner. And I don't yeah, know and like, oh, I guess her car is kind of, like, beat up or oh whatever. But, like... The car. The car. They act like, like... It, she talks about her beat-up car and how shitty it is. This isn't... Guys, if you haven't seen this movie again, you haven't done your homework... But she drives an old Mustang convertible. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's super awesome. And they're like, oh, it's so gross. What's yeah, she like, doing here? And it's like, that's a sweet car. I'm jealous of that car. Nobody ever thought that car was uncool. Yeah. Maybe for like gas mileage reasons. Right. <laughs> no one, or parking, you know. No yeah. one ever thought that car was uncool. So I, it, that's so silly she doesn't have like a freaking dot sun or like a gremlin you know yeah she's not in in like a like a crappy 80s yeah she's not in like a pinto or something yeah like she's she's in a you know it's just like not yeah the cleanest on the outside yeah where it's like if you just painted that shit up hillary duff you know you'd be fine (laughs) but like yeah oh man that that dance because i have to say i'm a little mad that it's like they go to the like Regina King can go to a costume store and bribe them with breakfast but when I do that I get thrown out where I'm like damn it guys like in what world does that happen (laughs) where she has the fashion show Regina King yeah Yeah. another trope here that fashion show I know I I feel bad for that guy he kept the store open and all they bought was like a a mask yeah the shittiest mask masquerade mask (laughs) like not even a good mask grade mask it's like a piece of white lace fabric like it's like the the hamburglar at a wedding is <laughs> how i would describe it so like that's the mask and then they just i guess spoiler alert they go to um ronda or ronda yes yeah ronda's house yeah and ronda like made this dress for one of her weddings yeah <laughs> whatever whatever that means <laughs> I know. And, and it like fit. even that, just like Rhonda's a lot to unpack with this yes. film, and, and it fits Hillary Duff exactly. And look, it's an, I mean, it's not cool, but it's yeah. like it's a nice looking dress. Rhonda knows yeah. how to make stuff. Clearly. She does clearly. <laughs> no, it, it, no shading Rhonda's skills. It goes with like the Cinderella motif. Yeah. Something I did like from the dance is Carter's Zorro costume. Oh, yeah, that was a good costume. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever, Zorro's not creative, but he, yeah. he, I don't think we said this, but he's an actor. Yeah. So he's... He tries to be like a baby Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. And he really gets into the Zorro character. Yeah. Which I like. I liked that, too. And ends up having a uh, chivalrous fight with a douchebag. Yep. So that, that works out 
somewhat well because he makes out with the popular girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that whole thing's like a little. Oh no! Like vaguely, it's not the best. It's not the best. It's also message. weird she can't tell yeah. who he is either because yeah. Zoro's mask is even. Like, well, that's that's <laughs> the thing. Weird. Like that, I just I really legitimately want to know if like people in this town have a massive case of face blindness, <laughs> like because he was not disguised, and it's like, you know, out of the Zoro costume, he's the same height. It's not like there was like trickery there, so it's like, oh, who's that? Oh, okay, that's the kid who like is the drama nerd that I make fun of, you know? Like you should, you should be able to like tell, visualize, be like, oh, okay, you know? One would think, one would think, but like, not so much, because also again, that's like very, it's very tropey of you know, like nerdy guy gets to make out with a hot girl because he like. Did a basic decent thing, yay! At least she wasn't like passed out, like yeah, candles. yeah, <laughs> that's true. So it's it's a step up. I mean, it's not like the best step, but it's a step. She could have asked him who he was. She could. Well, everyone could have. Everyone could have just been like a lot, a lot clearer with that. Just oh, you know who we didn't introduce? Oh, who? That one guy from The Big Bang Theory. Oh. Shows. oh yeah love that show <laughs> i don't know uh, simon helberg I think his name. oh yeah and that he's guy like, he plays like a nerd um well i guess of course. yeah of course <laughs> he plays like a nerd at the school and then i guess he has a crush on sam so yeah when sam gets the middle of the dance floor and look she does look like cinderella i'm not like criticizing yeah of it. again it's not like a it's not a terrible masquerade mask. and It's terrible in the sense of yeah. if you're covering your face. Yeah. It's, it's rather plain, but it, it goes with the dress. It goes with the dress. I'll give it I'll give it that small, tiny <laughs> bit of cred, but otherwise, so, I don't care for so it. The first guy to approach her on the dance floor is the Big Bang Theory guy. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's Mr. Anderson from The Matrix. Mm. So, so that, Yeah, they're trying that. to be like, oh, look, this is Princeton. But then... <laughs> Chad Michael Murray surprise. Yes, it's actually Chad Michael Murray. So shout out to our friends at Keanu Club for a random Keanu Reeves reference in a Cinderella story. Yep. But that's not the, like the last we see of that kid. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, let's flip the script here. She is like also not a hundred percent into him. Yeah. Just this character in this position, I feel like wouldn't be that reserved about the most popular kid in school. Right. Who's like a quarterback on the team. Yeah. Like, How can you be a quarterback and also be into poetry? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I know. <laughs> you can read football plays and poetry. Like, it's just. It's, this, oh my God. <laughs> Nuances. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he can be a little bit well-rounded. Like, yeah. I, I do feel for him a little, but it's also like, I don't, I don't get in these movies sometimes why People think that if you play sports or you're cool, you also can't have like a creative side. Thing. Yeah, you know, it's just like yeah, it's a little confusing. Or like the the football could be the side thing. And yeah, you know, be a, like he wants to be a writer, but he also right. happens to like who cares what he does with his after school activities? Yeah, like, that's all it really is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like, but in these movies, football players have to be football players, mm. and poets have to be poets. Right, and like... Ah, I can't believe you're you, you know? Weird off-putting nerds have to be weird off-putting nerds. But, the, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so grounded, this movie, though, that, like, 
when they go off into their like magical world it's just like another side of the catering hall oh yeah well i mean that i just i really felt so bad for the band kids who are waiting by that fucking gazebo what school has a fucking gazebo out there no, we're like it's, it's, who it's set hotel, that though, okay I mean. well clearly i was paying attention <laughs> but like you know still still like someone set up that gazebo someone was like hey kids wait here chad michael murray about to seduce the shit out of Hillary Duff, but he doesn't know it's Hillary Duff because everyone has face blindness. So, you know, <laughs> like that that scene was just Yeah, I, I still just can't get over the masks and the lack of disguises <laughs> and being like, you've had interactions, like tiny ones, but you know, really? It's that hard to tell. I will say the highlight highlight of this scene that soundtrack that oh, early 2004 like I'll be your crying soldier All out of questions? Do you believe in love at first sight? I'll let you know. <laughs> but I've seen you before. Yes. Man. How could I have seen you before and not know who you are now? Maybe you were looking, but you weren't really seeing. Hey, you've got one more question left. like you made the right choice meeting me here tonight. I do. And do you, Austin Ames, ever want to see me again after tonight? I'd have to think about that. <laughs> Absolutely. could not place that but it, it was like um i don't know almost like a a siren song beckoning you back where you're like the trashy massachusetts lives in my blood <laughs> <laughs> i know this song i've I heard it on the radio like, dance to this at yeah or something because like, yeah it was, it was obviously a popular song at the time yeah i don't, I don't think i ever liked it no i'm and uh, because it seems like a one-hit wonder guy. Not that old. Yeah. Like well, I mean, I thought guy. it was the Goo Goo Dolls, and I was wrong. No, no, no. So I'm is... sorry, Goo Goo Dolls. You deserve better than that. <laughs> no, it's it, there's another Goo Goo Dolls song here. Or like Lifehouse. Lifehouse. That was the other one. I was thinking, like, is it Lifehouse? <laughs> so I, I thought this, and I wasn't going to say it. This is literally what I thought, and this is not a funny line. So warning. I know I'm, like, doing nine warnings, but I listened to that song and watched this scene, and I said, Oh my god. Is this why Kurt Cobain killed himself? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and hear me out. Okay. okay. And I don't want to get into this too much. 
but this Edward McCain is you mentioned Lifehouse and bands like that. This is very much like post grunge. Yeah. What grunge turned into. Mm. And like I don't know Kurt Cobain's yeah. reasoning or whatever, but right. it, it made me think of like I mean, in his writings, he was troubled of, like, where the music was going. Yeah. And, like, what he was making was not supposed to be, like, this mass-produced thing. Mm. And years later, I would say a version of the music he was helping pioneer has turned into, like, a love ballad yep. in a Hilary Duff film. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point there. <laughs> so, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't say that as, like, a, a really dark joke. It's literally what came to my yeah. mind. Like, oh, my God, mm. this post-grunge ballad is being used in a Hillary Duff film. Right. Where has grunge gone? Yeah. So I apologize to, like, right. know, the family of Kurt Cobain or whatever. Not the lesson. Like, I did not mean that as a joke. Yeah. I meant it more as, like, oh, my God, this song. No offense, Edwin McCain. I feel bad. And you know, I don't feel bad. You probably made a lot of money with this. Yeah, song. I think he. I think he's fine. Yeah, doing you know what? whatever Ed McCain does. I don't know him or anything about him. But I bet you he does not like to play this song. You know? Probably not. It's one of these things like, yeah, it's a song I made my money, but here are my real hits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, anything else. Just ask <laughs> me to play anything else. And everyone's like, greatest fan of your life. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> it's funny that this movie is so interesting that we've created Edwin McCain fanfic <laughs> and talked about the death of Kurt Cobain right. instead of going into the plot here. So I know. Apologies for that segue, guys. Yeah. We had to bring up But, Halloween. I mean, that grunge voice is just like, <laughs> it's so specific, and I can think of like five bands who did it, and that's not how Kurt Cobain sounded. I'm sorry. I, I went back to that tangent. Cause no, no, no. I know, but it's definitely like... But it, it just, it adds... It's the bad baby from it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this song is like, um, I don't know, like a little a little hint of oregano. Like it's not the spice that I would necessarily go for or like, I don't know, thyme, paprika, like <laughs> some, some sort of like little accoutrement where you're like, yeah, that fucking works for this shitty ass film like this is the song you know but this film you say shitty ass film it's not like aus like awesomely bad or it's, it's not like fun to watch. it's just it's just very stereotypical very tropey yeah. and again again i guess that's what they were going for yeah so, yeah so uh, well done with that like <laughs> but this is i thought uh, this was like gonna be not the end or close to the end yeah nope there's two more i would say big scene right well i mean there's also the thing with the cell phone that she like yeah you know my, my this, note right? for that was a cell phone go fuck yourself movie <laughs> she has to go back to the diner yeah because uh her stepmom wanted her to work that night and rhonda snuck her out but then you know she has to go back because she's gonna get in trouble or whatever. right right so it's, it's funny because like there's no pumpkin yeah coach or you know coach turning into a pumpkin at midnight mm. 
But they do throw, uh, Zoro throws somebody into some pumpkins. So. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that. that's where that is. <laughs> but uh, the whole, like, chase scene back. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a lot of scenes. Oh, because we, we missed it, too, because, like, the stepsisters go to the dance. Oh, what, yeah. Like, a Siamese. A, a Siamese cat. Cat, Siamese yeah. At the same time, whatever. Yeah. And they can't see their right, stepsister behind the... Everyone has mask. face blindness. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only way this movie makes sense is if you just think that everybody you're like, yeah, everyone has face blindness. Okay, got it. Uh, I mean, I don't, you know. I wish that there was some sort of like exposition, you know, <laughs> like just exposition character being like, say you have a case of that face blindness there. <laughs> <laughs> Would know. be a shame if you ran into someone with a, a masquerade mask. They could have, like, made a nice masquerade mask that covered more of the face. Yeah, like a Phantom of the Opera, nope. you know. <laughs> so, again, there's a whole chase scene going back. Um, Carter, he has a really nice car. He does, Carter. He, has, yeah. like, he uses his dad's Mercedes. And yeah. It ends up getting ruined because the sign from Rondo's right. on top of it after the chase. Surprise, surprise, she's not caught. But she goes back to school, and Chad Michael Murray's like, putting flyers and right which is creepy as yeah hell. it's super creepy and it's also like okay i get it, her phone's locked but like you know j- there's just so many other ways that you could have done this and i know this is pre-facebook so it's <laughs> like okay you can't just facebook hillary duff but like friend that she was with or being yeah, like hey i found this phone around. you know that kind of thing. Yeah, lost Just phone. Lost phone. Do or that instead. Be a little bit more clever. Have one of his friends say they found a phone. Yeah. So that she knows it's not Chad Michael Murray. She sends the other friend. Do a little detective work. Yeah. That would be yeah. nice Just, like, a little bit of effort nope. instead of just, like, the creepy, you know. Because, like, that line of women, it's, like, that his friend organized. I'm like, Chad Michael Murray. Here's the ones that said yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, Austin Ames. Let's bring out Bachelorette number one. She's a transfer from Woodland Hills, enjoys collecting puka shells, long walks on the beach, and getting two. Pleased to meet you, Missy. What's up, Austin? Thanks for coming, Missy. Hey, dude. Dead. Okay, okay, let's bring out Bachelorette number two. This little filly's into barbells, World War II, and protein shakes. Here's Helga. Thank you. Thank you. You are so <laughs> dead. Oh. Okay, okay. Next up is... Uh, enough, is... enough, enough. Guys, come on. You know that Hillary Duff is like a 5'4 <laughs> blonde lady. Oh, you yeah. know? Like, she's petite. <laughs> You know that, you should know, you know, about, like, that she has, like, like hazily brown eyes, like, face blindness, whatever. Like, great. <laughs> Just someone should have accounted for that is all I'm, I'm saying. Sure. Like, you can figure it out, you know, way easier without all of the... <sighs> flyers. Yeah. yeah. How do the... I don't even remember this. How does the stepmom find out? It was because of the stepsisters, I think, where they, like... Hillary oh, Duff yes. left her computer unlocked, where computer, I'm like, yeah. Hillary, <laughs> like, sweetie angel muffin baby, you never leave that computer unlocked. 
you just that's like that is wisdom that should always be passed on is like never trust anyone with your computer very true so whatever the, yeah. the stepsisters find the computer and the stepmom finds out and somehow they organize with the popular girls to like put on a skit during a pep right. rally yeah which was like basically like oh hillary duff is poor because <laughs> it's not again it's like hillary duff like if she was placed in my high school oh my god she would be like the most popular I girl think, i think in 99 percent of high schools yeah also we're... she comes off she's not only is she conventionally attractive like you said she's also a very nice person yeah you know, like like it, it... she's just like it's it's like Hillary Duff's kind of the equivalent of a golden retriever where you're like they're just cute and they're nice and if you make fun of them you're kind of an asshole. Even that aside, let's say she she was somewhat more of an outcast or whatever. Yeah. They put on this skit and it's about like, oh no, Sam is Princeton girl and the entire school is laughing. With a big strong fighting frog. <laughs> He had a beautiful girlfriend, and his dad owned the biggest pond in all the land. But he still wasn't happy. If only he can find a princess, then she could kiss him, turn him into a prince, and they would run away together. One night, after the slimy frog ditches his super hot senior pole most popular girlfriend, he meets this princess. Your Highness. <laughs> Alas, it turned out that our frog not only had a secret identity, but also had a secret email relationship with a pen pal named Princeton Girl. This isn't good. Dear Princeton Girl, I can't wait till we finally get to meet. You're the only one who understands the real me. The me who doesn't want to play USC football, but he wants to be at Princeton with you. What are they talking about? Nothing. Dear Nomad, I want you to know who I am, but I'm scared. I'm scared that you reject me, and I've never had a real kiss before. I can't believe that they're reading my emails. Sam, let's go. But our princess had a secret, too. She wasn't royalty at all, but a geek, a loser, a servant girl. <laughs> and who may you ask is this imposter? Give it up for the pretend princess, diner girl, Sam Montgomery. Yeah. First of all, it's not funny. I'm not saying it's not funny, like, oh, uh, that's hurtful. It's just not. It, well, yeah, there's no joke in there. Yeah, like, and everyone's laughing, and I'm like, like, I don't get this. Skit. Yeah, like, I'm not understanding. It's so yeah. focused on one person. Right. And I know it's meant to hurt her, and he's almost like embarrassed too. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, I can't be with her. It is actually her. Like it's. Which doesn't make any sense. Where I'm like, Chad Michael Murray, you have eyes. You can unsquint <laughs> them, <laughs> and look at Hillary Duff and be like, oh, right. <laughs> You know, again, uh, not not advocating for the the shallow objectification of women, but no, she's like but a nice, 
sweet, pretty lady where you're like, there you go. All their excuses don't like really work. Yeah. You know, she's not, she doesn't have a checkered past. Or yeah. Something she's like. not Lena Dunham, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. No, she's like really conventionally attractive and really conventionally nice. And yeah. Everything is yeah. She's pretty much a total package. It's, humble, it's not really even smart. like they got like a, like an alt nineties, you know, early two thousands. I can't think of an alt nineties, early two thousands teen star to be like, Ooh, she's so angsty. Yeah. Cause that really just didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, long story short, cause I do want to wrap. Oh this yeah, totally. Up. She gets into Princeton, but the stepmom doesn't tell her and like instead, instead tells her she gets rejected. Hmm. She's upset, but she's like, she wants to move out anyway. Yeah. She moves out with Rhonda. Yeah. Which is funny, you know, cause that was such a dumb plan by the stepmom because now she has no leverage. Right. You know, like you just have to work for me forever. Yeah. And so she's like, no, fuck you. And then everyone quits the diner and it kind right. of falls apart, but whatever. And then there's the whole big football game scene. Yeah. Like they go. So the shot work is kind of weird in this film. It At is. At the beginning of that football scene, they kept focusing on the mascot and i'm like yeah is hillary duff gonna be the mascot i like, was take the head off. i was waiting for a mascot reveal and i was so disappointed <laughs> nope. that it wasn't like her or like discount ducky or like you know just anyone even even hot topic like i missed that lady where it's like where are you <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the game and he what happens he just leaves like yeah he leaves like he sees her at the game and he leaves like mid-play yeah big game which they win anyway by right the way, his best friend's the backup quarterback yeah well. and does a good job so it's like there was no stakes in that what does he go into the stands like yeah yeah because like she does this whole speech about she's like you know waiting for you is like being a drought and ra- waiting for rain sam okay i know that you think that i'm just some coward phony okay just listen no you listen you turned out to be exactly who i thought you were I never pretended to be somebody else. It's been me all along. And it was me who was hurt in front of everybody. Look, I didn't come here to yell at you, okay? I came to tell you that I know what it feels like to be afraid to show who you are. I was, but I'm not anymore. 
And the thing is, is I really don't care what people think about me. Because I believe in myself. And I know that things are going to be okay. But even though I have no family, and no job, and no money for college, it's you that I feel sorry for. Heads up. Yo, five minutes. I'm coming. I know that guy that sent those emails is somewhere down inside of you. But I can't wait for him. Because waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Sam. And then the rain starts, and then they make out in the rain, and I'm like, not movies. You, that's not how weather works. Go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Just so subtle, you know? Like, oh, I guess there's a will in the Yeah, book. yeah. They find, like, his will in the book, and then she gets all the money, and she gets the. She gets the guy, yeah, she, she gets the money, arrested. she gets. Yeah! Yeah, and she then makes. the diner back. Yeah, which is just a dumb move, because I will defend that decor. <laughs> well, I was happy that Carter ends up booking a commercial for Acne. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, good, good for him. Happy I mean... ending. And it ends with two Hilary Duff songs played yeah. back to back. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to make her bank. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's it's the one Hillary Duff song, and I don't really remember it. I'll have to look it up. And then the yeah. the, the second one plays right away with her sister, and they duet do oh, duet our lips are sealed. Yeah. I think it's a Bangles song. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely Bangles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I looked up the soundtrack, and well, it has Edwin McCain and one Goo Goo Dolls song, and like I don't know one song from another like '90s musician. Yeah, almost every other song is either Hilary Duff, Haley Duff, or a combination of the two of them. Yes. And so while the credits were rolling, I noticed like one of the, not the lead producers, but whatever like the secondary producers mm-hmm. are, was Hilary Duff's mother. Ah. So maybe she was her manager, I don't know, because maybe. she must have negotiated some deal like yeah. both my daughters are getting mad songs on this soundtrack yeah she did a good job with that negotiation apparently yeah well I mean, done great because like I said, it, it's a fun soundtrack i mean i don't know about listening to it but it's a fun soundtrack yeah. to look at because it's hillary duff Haley duff hillary duff Haley duff but it's not like i didn't notice in the film that most of the songs were hillary duff songs i didn't, it didn't either feel like, it's not like watching an elvis movie yeah you know or like yeah. hard day's night it didn't feel like hillary duff musical right or anything like that but, I mean, evidently, it kind of is, because yeah. not only did Hilary Duff probably make money on the film, she made money on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So good for Hilary Duff. Yeah. Like, I, I can't complain about that. I can't complain about that either. She seemed like a, a smart, smart business lady, making a smart business lady move, where I'm like, you get that soundtrack money, Hilary Duff. So I have another did you know for you. Ooh. So did you know that this film spun three other sequels. No, I did not know that. All straight to DVD, all starring different people. Oh man, I'm not surprised by that at all. So in 2008, we saw this with American Pie, and it seems like this is sometimes a recurring theme, like, oh, this movie made money? Let's try to milk it some more. So the second one was called Another Cinderella Story, and guess what? It was another Cinderella story. Oh my god, I really hope that he just kept with the another Cinderella story and another Cinderella story. 
but <laughs> you're going to love this. So Selena Gomez is a star. It's 2008. So this is before she was like the Selena yeah. Gomez we know today. And the glass slipper this time is not a not a cell phone. It's a Zune. <gasps> oh my god, that sounds awful. And for those of you <laughs> who aren't familiar with a Zune, a Zune was a rival to the iPod that really got updated. <gasps> oh my god. Very fast and it was it was Microsoft's it was Microsoft's like take that to the yeah. iPod that never really took off. No. No, so. not at all. I honestly forgot about Zunes until <laughs> this very moment where I just have all of the memories flooding back. Yeah. So I don't look, I don't know. That's another Cinderella story. The mm. next one was called A Cinderella Story, Once Upon a Song. And this one was more of a musical. Oh, that's a bold move there. I cannot find what it's replaced by because well, it's literally just, I'm reading the, the plot and it's literally just the same thing almost. But with songs? Yeah. Oh my god. I, and I, I know an iPhone is used in this, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Zoom must be out. <laughs> I cannot find, and the school is Juilliard this time. Oh, so, Juilliard. Really, really the, the things keep going like... <laughs> The plots are the same way. I can't find... It might be the iPhone. I can't find what uh, what it's replaced by yeah. here. And Lucy Hale mm. is the star of A Cinderella Story, Once Upon a Song. And finally, the... Uh, that was 2011. And finally, the fourth in the A Cinderella Story quadrilogy, or whatever mm. they're called. We'll call it the straight-to-DVD trilogy. Yeah. A Cinderella Story, If the Shoe Fits... Starring Sophia Carson. <laughs> so Jennifer Tilly is the stepmom in this one. Ooh. That kind of fits. That does fit. You could see that. Not much of a plot to this one. I mean, probably, but it's just not much of a summary here online. And that one came out in 2016. Also a musical. Hmm. So maybe there'll be another. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they got to move with that technology. Be like, damn it. I thought Zunes were going to be forever. <laughs> Evil stepmoms. I kind of approve of all of them. Yeah. So obviously you know Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Jane Lynch is the second evil Ooh, stepmom. Interesting. Missy okay. Pyle. I don't know if you know. Her. Yes. Yeah. She's Missy the Pyle. third evil stepmom, and Jennifer Tilly is the fourth. Yeah, there. So. <laughs> I approve of all of them, yeah, honestly. So. Like I would love that fifth sequel to be about like those stepmoms <laughs> coming together in some sort of like evil stepmom Marvel-esque movie. <laughs> I'd see that. I would I too. Of, like I said, I approve all those stepmoms. Yeah. So any other uh, things you want to mention in Cinderella Story? Um, no, not really. It's just kind of <laughs> like everyone's way too stupid for Princeton or really anything and just so many, so many offensive knit hats and like hats that offend, just so many offensive hats and the fashion where it's it did make me think about you know my my own decay where i'm like wow think about how in the future we're just all gonna look like these dumbasses yeah because it it really it's not a timeless film it's very like what year is it 2004 which honestly that kind of makes me happy yeah it does it doesn't it um i like when films show time when yeah. I'm looking at them, and I did not expect a Cinderella story to be timeless. Yeah, no, definitely not. Despite the name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so uh, we have to rate this film. Mm. High school films, one to five. What should we rate it on? 
Ooh, ooh, that's that's tough. I mean, because there's hideous knit caps. There's, you know, um, Chad Michael Murray squint faces. Um, <laughs> I try not to multiply actors. I don't. We don't need more. Chad yeah. Michael, no offense, Chad Michael Murray. We don't need to clone you. Hmm. True. True. I mean, horrible masquerade costumes, masks. Maybe. I'm trying to think if I can think of anything. Uh... Hmm. So, you know what? We'll do that. Why don't we just do hamburger? Or next? zigzag parts. Huh? Zigzag parts. There are so many zigzag parts in everyone's hair. Oh, yes, yes. I did not. I mean, I did notice that. I just did not know the yeah. name for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, hamburger. Hamburger mask. Yes. So, Jenny, on a scale of one to five hamburger masks. How would you rate this as a high school film? I'd say like a two. Reasoning? Reasoning, I mean, it's not an entire pile of shit, but if you're going to watch a Hilary Duff movie, it best be a Hilary Duff movie. And this <laughs> was a Hilary Duff movie. It catered to her strengths as an actor and was like, you know, here's Hilary Duff. She's cute. Where I'm like, I feel kind of like a monster if I was like, it's a one. Because I'm like, it's dumb. But it's not it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not like a Norbit, you know, that needs to like <laughs> die in a fire. It's like it's stupid, you know, would I watch it again? Nah. Yeah, I actually that was my score as well. A two two hamburger masks now. For some of those same reasons. Why it's not a one or a zero is because it knows its intended audience. Yeah. It made money and I know that's not like uh, I shouldn't be like, oh, that's what makes a film great, what makes money. But this is one of the films, and fortunately for me on this podcast, there hasn't been too many of these lately, mainly because I get to choose them. But that was definitely made and intended for teenagers or pe people even younger. Yeah. You know, I'm oh, not yeah. sure that even the demographic here was high schoolers. It seems I, like it might have been, like, middle yeah, schoolers. Yeah, I feel like middle school is a pretty accurate, you know, like, it gives a, a depiction of what you want high school to be like. Yeah. You want to be the, the like, according to the movie's logic, being like, you want to be the pretty Hillary Duff who's, like, nice and wholesome and, like, she gets the hottest guy in school and, like, you know, her her problem is, like, being poor, you know, <laughs> where it's like, oh, okay, and that's, really. and she's not really, because, like, she has a sweet car, has a amazing bedroom, lives in a really nice house, like. She just, I guess her problem is she's an orphan, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. her parents passed away, but, but right. still, like, it's, it's a movie where it's very formulaic, but it's, it's a lot of. I don't want to say eye candy because you shouldn't really objectify a high schooler, but in terms of like teen beat magazine yeah. eye yeah. candy, you know, um, it's a lot of that. And it, it knows its audience. It's just not a film that. Right. Like, I mean, I honestly forget. Were there any like shirtless scenes of Chad Michael Murray? They're in the locker room a couple of times. Oh, so okay. I can't remember if he's shirtless there. Yeah, because I guess, again, I'm just the wrong target demographic. <laughs> I don't have my walls covered in Chad Michael Murray faces, you know. Sorry about that. But yeah, I I honestly forget. <laughs> it's it's 
it's forgettable, but I don't think it was made to be memorable. I think it was just, again, made to be a popcorn film yeah. for families. It's yeah. very inoffensive. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's dated and it's homophobic. It's dated and, and homophobic, that, so that makes offensive. it offensive. But at the but... time, I, I think it was inoffensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the time, it's something you could put on, like, babysitting or watching with exactly, your parents. Exactly, like a solid like... two. It's... But, like, you, you know... Um, you watch The Breakfast Club now, and there's a, a lot of adult themes in there. Yeah. And it takes you back to high school. And a lot of these films make me feel awkward because it, they do take me back to high school. And they do yeah. pull at my heartstrings. My high school was nothing like a Cinderella story. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. So, so it did not do that. But it's still a two because I feel like it knows what it is. And it's really, really, really hard to hate Hilary Duff. Yeah, and also just Jennifer Coolidge where I'm like... I love you, you know, <laughs> or like Botox face reactions. I was just like, oh, yep. <laughs> so, Jenny, what are you up to these days? Um, let's see. I am in a play called Dead on Arrival. So that is happening soon. I think it's going to be in August, something like that. And then um, I'm sure there's a website. Yeah, yeah, Adam Roebuck Theater, you can look it up. Um, so yeah, Playing I'm, in New York, I assume. Yeah, playing in New York, so got that, that New York theater cred, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, yeah, besides that, it's just auditioning. Um, I did a couple of photo shoots for this really cool brand, Mess Queen, so that was fun. Very much my aesthetic of lots of shiny, glittery jumpsuits where I'm like, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So remind everybody where people can find you. Uh, you can find me on my Instagram at Jenny.O'Connell. That's O-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. And then my other social meme puppy one, Jenny and the Bets XO. So that's, yeah, like mildly creative of Jenny <laughs> and the Bets. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I've kind of drifted. I haven't deleted Facebook, but... I'm just very drifted away from it. Like the cool kids today. Yeah, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, again, you'll be on plenty of other times. Hopefully we'll talk about a more hot topical film. And I don't mean hot topic the store, but we could do that too. We could. I mean, you did find interesting feminist talking points here. That was like an old nugget in what this... You know, it's a it's a piece. talent I have. One of my special skills is <laughs> being able to overthink so much that I can find feminist theory in anything. Well, that's why we're here yeah. to overthink. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for coming on, Jenny. Yeah, thank you for having me. So that was Jenny O'Connell. Big thanks to Jenny. Of course, she's a friend of the program, and she'll be back soon, I'm sure. By the way, I looked it up. Chad Michael Murray's book. Well, he's the co-author. With someone called Heather Graham, who I don't think is the actress, but if it was the actress, that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, he's a co-author of a book called American Drifter, a thriller. Have to check that one out. So what'd you think? Were we too harsh? I want to know your opinion. Write me on Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram, if that's possible, on Instagram, I'm not sure. But speak up, because it kind of feels like a polarizing film. I mean, 50-something percent of Rotten Tomatoes, you don't get more polarizing than that, I suppose. 
Oh, uh, I keep forgetting to mention this, but guys, please leave the show a five-star review on iTunes. That's the best way to show your support and to really spread the the bliss that is High School Slumber Party. Well, I hope it's a bliss for you. I don't know. I hope so. Your homework assignment, by the way, for next week is to hop on Netflix and watch a film that was super popular over the summer. And I kept hearing things about I kept seeing Twitter things and Facebook things. And I'm like, I have to do this film. I have to strike while the iron's hot. And it's called The Kissing Booth. Elle, let's go. We're going to be late for school. Ninth grade pants and 11th grade body. Perfect. I'm Elle, and that's my best friend, Lee. Oh, is that the wrong color? We've been besties since the day we were born. How have we stayed so close? We have a set of rules. Like rule number two, never tell anyone else our secrets. Or rule number nine, Lee's older brother Flynn, he's stupid hot, but totally off limits. When did you get the boobs? Oh, and rule number 10, (laughs) never ever break rule number nine. What an ass. I know. You got a little bit of drool right there in the corner. Right here? Yeah, yeah, you, Do I really? Yeah, you, ah. <laughs> okay, the student council is expecting our idea for the fundraiser today. Kissing booth! Would Flynn be working in the kissing booth? Absolutely! Flynn will be there. I promise. Flynn's holding the booth. So, will you work the kissing booth? Absolutely not. Awesome. You have zero experience with guys. You've never even had a boyfriend. Whatever. Maybe we should collide. How about a ride? Where's your car? What? I'm not gonna get on that thing like one of your makeout girls. They don't all make out with me. Okay, so like 95% of them make out with me. It's too late for us to turn back now. And we know we're never slowing down. I think you gotta text. I'll see who it is. Okay, I got it. Why is it from a boy? I decided I had to see you. Here I was thinking I was just your brother's annoying best friend. Yeah, there's that too. (laughs) Is there something going on between you two? Nobody can know. At least until I tell Lee. For me, there was nothing more important than following the rules. But in life... Step right up, ladies and gentlemen! You can either follow the rules... Or follow your heart. Just need to get your laundry. Uh, come in. Hi, honey. Hey, Mom. Don't forget, we're going out on Saturday, and I invited the Evanses. Do me a favor. Be sweet to Elle. She kind of has a crush on you. The Kissing Booth should be interesting. And our guest next week will be Shawnee Mead. Once again, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Tell your friends, share, post, and follow all the other great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Kyle Reinfried, my former co-host, his new show comes out, I think this coming Wednesday, Foodie Films. Definitely want to check that out. Definitely want to help a dude out and listen to his new project because he's familia, you know. We were on P.S. I Love Hoffman together. He's my former co-host. And just fans of this show should be fans of that show because... I would assume all my listeners went to high school, and I would assume all my listeners eat food, so just makes sense, you know? I leave you with some more Hilary Duff. The song is Anywhere But Here from the soundtrack. Oh, tell John Cusack not to block us. 
Later, dudes. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.